Welcome to the Her Soulful Success Podcast. I am your host, Diana Ricciotti, but you, my friend, can call me Dee because I know that we're about to become business besties. I'm a certified NLP business coach teaching women both strategy and mindset for a successful first year in business while juggling motherhood, marriage, and everything in between. Consider this space your weekly dose of mindset, spirituality, energy boost, and self-development because I know these are all ingredients that make for a soulfully successful you. Welcome to another episode of the podcast. I am your host, Dee, and I'm so, so glad that you are here. Really excited to open up this conversation today. I want to riff on all things investing in yourself. Specifically, I want to unpack the fear of investing in yourself and where we are more fearful around investment, where we're conditioned to be kind of more cautious versus where it's kind of more normalized to invest, right? Our money, whether it's in external things or in ourselves or on our external appearance, etc. So I want to unpack investing in general, because what I've noticed since I've been in business in this industry for three years, doing my own kind of investing in my own coaching uh, and healing journey prior to becoming a coach for another three years before that. And I think I was doing this before I was kind of more popular or trendy or such a booming industry. This industry has existed for a very long time. However, I do think, and it's become obvious, especially online, that the coaching industry has definitely boomed since the pandemic started. Since all of the lockdowns happened, we began to see this industry grow at a rapid pace. And I mean, it's pretty obvious as to why. Um, Some people saw it as an opportunity to create careers online they were more passionate about. Other people actually needed the coaching themselves and needed the support, the mental support, the growth, the self-development. They took that time to literally when they were locked up inwards (laughs) inside their houses to go inwards because they weren't dealing with um, the lack of control they felt in the external world. So But prior to that, I was already investing myself in the coaching world and in the self-development world beyond just picking up books and reading things. Um, But it wasn't really popular, even though this industry has been around for a long time. But before that, I was a coach in a corporate space, but that was a completely kind of different on a different capacity. But being in this industry for such a long time, playing in this industry, whether like being coached or becoming a coach, something that I've definitely noticed is as of recent everyday people are seeing more and more people are be are, are beginning to see the value in investing themselves with a coach or in a container with a coach or a leader in some sort of self-development or growth place whether it's energetics whether it's spirituality whether it's in their mindset whether it's you know um, neuro-linguistic programming whether it's hypno whatever it is 
people are starting to see the value in literally working on their inner selves more and more everyday people. Whilst before it was more popular, like we had kind of the stereotypical, you know, people that were more inclined to be spiritual or more woke or more woo woo, or, you know, the people that wanted to become coaches themselves or people in the network marketing space or the business space were more likely to make that kind of investment. It's now becoming more normal for everyday women and men to invest in coaches or at least feel the pull and see the value in doing so. However, because it is still quite new, like a new concept to invest in a coach versus the traditional therapist or psychologist um, or just not at all, like in yourself, apart from a book, with this comes this need to overcome the fear and the blocks around doing so. So what I wanted to do is if you are this human or you know a human that is beginning to see the value and is really wanting to and feels pulled to invest in themselves in some capacity with some form of a coach, but you're having a lot of fear come up, I want to help you unpack this fear. Okay. And where I want to start is I want to start by unpacking perhaps where we're conditioned to where we've been conditioned that investment is normal, where we've been conditioned that putting down some cash for this thing is normal and we don't feel dysregulated by it. Okay. So some of these things that come to my mind and you might have others are uni debt, right? Or I don't know if there's such a thing as TAFE debt, but I went to uni, but uni debt, and I'm talking like anywhere between 20 to over $100,000 in uni fees. It's quite normal for, for us to expect, you know, a teen to leave school and straight after school kind of know the trajectory of where they want to go in their career and take out a student loan of anywhere between 10 to over $100,000. That's kind of normal. And by the way, as I'm unpacking these these um, normalized investments, I want to premise this. These, this is, I do not have an opinion of whether these are good or bad investments. This is very individual. Okay, so for me, I can say that um, I was privileged enough for my parents to actually pay for my uni completely. Um, So I never had a uni debt. However, if I did have a student loan or a debt, I probably wouldn't have seen this as it probably would have been around, I reckon about $60,000 for my double degree, I'm guessing approximately. I personally wouldn't have seen that as a really great return on investment because I virtually didn't do very much with my media and communications and international studies degree. Yes, um, I don't regret that part of my life. It taught me a lot. I learned about politics. I learned a lot about history. I learned a lot about communications and I probably do like unconsciously apply a lot of the skills that I learned perhaps in my role today. I mean, everything has its place. Like I love the journey that I was on and I, everything makes sense to me. I understand why, but personally, like that kind of investment for me, um, probably wouldn't have had as much of a return on it as say how I would see perhaps a business, um, coaching container now for my career, perhaps towards investing in property or shares or like increasing my wealth portfolio, 
but that's not to say that someone who wanted to become, I don't know, a scientist or a lawyer or their purpose was to become an accountant or whatever it is, that that, um, wouldn't, that investment was bad. So I want to make that clear. Nothing that I'm listing is to me. I don't have a, and I want to um, kind of provoke your ego to also not make any of these investments good or bad. I'm not, uh, what is the word that I'm trying to find? I'm not trying to say that these investments are bad. I don't know how else to say it. So hopefully you get what I'm putting down. These are just things that we've normalized as normal, okay? So we're conditioned that investing in uni debt or um, student debts is normal, whether we use the degree or not. And this is where we can then make that judgment call. Like, is this really a good or a bad investment? Is, are we using that investment to create a return on that investment energetically? Are we doing something with that degree? And I definitely certainly know that there are many people that haven't used their degree or perhaps spend 10 years just learning, but not actually applying or integrating the skills that they've learned in society or contributing in any way. So it can be good or it can be bad. Car debt, right? Again, neither good or bad can be good, can be bad, depending on your situation. But, you know, we've been conditioned that a car that generally depreciates over time is quite a normal investment. And it is a probably essential investment for most people to get us from A to B to still be able to show up at the, you know, at the jobs and the careers and the businesses that we, um, we're, we're in, right? So, not good, not bad, but normalized, right? Car debt is completely normalized. Taking out massive loans that probably um, end up, you end up paying almost double the price of your car is also quite normal. Mortgages, mortgages are completely normal investments. Although if you look at the statistic, statistics, like what we end up paying for our house, say like an average $500,000 house, you're pretty much guaranteed to be paying double that amount if you continue to pay that house off in say a 20 to 30 year home loan. So that's normal to pay double the price for the house that you've purchased through per- through investing in a mortgage. Other companies and stock markets, so we it's quite normal to invest in other companies on the stock market. I have some um, shares myself. It's something that I've decided to dive into over the last few years and really start building an investment and wealth portfolio. But that's quite normal to trust other businesses, to trust other companies on the stock market that we become shareholders in, but potentially have nothing else to do with aside from that. Clothes bags, shoes. I'm talking ladies, right? On Instagram, we are bombarded with consumerism all of the time. And we've normalized a new outfit for every occasion. We've normalized spending, you know, 300, 400, $500 or more on bags. That's completely normal. On shoes, on hair, on makeup, let's talk about treatments, right? So hair removal treatments, for example, like I've invested in laser and absolutely don't regret it, but it's cost me thousands. Um, in cellulite reduction, Botox, lip fillers, all of the things, I'm talking thousands on our external appearance. Hair these days, like a trip to the salon can be anywhere from 200 to $300, depending on where you go. 
all normal, neither good nor bad. Like for me, some of these are really great investments. They help me feel really confident in my skin. They help me show up on social media. They help me feel more feminine, neither good or bad, just normalized. I just want us to begin to like realize where we're putting thousands of dollars into that have become completely normal, that we value and we see value in because they've been normalized and we've been conditioned by either marketing or by society or by the standards that we want to live by and our and standards for our appearances that have been completely normalized. Uber Eats, eating out, right? Hundreds a week. You know, a lot of the time when um, the women that I've worked with, when we've done like money and energetics work, I get them to do this exercise. You can do it too if you wanted to. We're just seeing where you are spending in or out of alignment with your values to really check in, just get some like accountability going, some responsibility going for managing your money and really seeing your money. A lot of them will find that they are completely spending out of alignment in the food department, right? They're saying that they value health or they value, you know, perhaps joining the Pilates membership, which costs $60 a week. And they say that they can't afford it, but then when they're looking at their Uber Eats or their eating out um, spendings, they're completely like blown out to like three, uh, sometimes like one of my clients, $500 a week on eating out was ridiculous. And she didn't even realize this was happening. It's become normalized, right? It's normal. And we joke about things as well. Like, and things like that will kind of wear like a badge of honor. We're like, oh my God, I spend too much on eating out. But it's like, we're normalizing by making a joke out of it. We're normalizing it so that we feel less bad about it. So then somebody else can come in and validate that that's also the way that they, you know, carelessly spend their money or invest their money. So again, neither good nor bad, because I love my Uber Eats. I love to eat out. I think that if it's in alignment with your lifestyle and your values and how you want to be leading your life, perfect. It also just depends on what you're eating and, you know, how that's um, the the investment in that on your physical energy and how you can show up in your day to day. But we're not unpacking that today. We're just talking about just getting us to think about where it's normal to spend hundreds and thousands and 50 and hundreds and thousands of dollars because we've been conditioned to believe that that's normal. Now, these are all external things, right? They're not directly investing in your inner self, in your growth. It's not investing in your emotional intelligence or your consciousness or expanding your awareness or the evolution of you as a human. This is you investing in external things to make your 3D world more comfortable. The car, the house, the stock market, the clothes, the bags, the hair, the makeup, blah, 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 blah. Okay. I mean, you can argue that hair and makeup and things is investing in yourself. I think it's definitely investing in, um, it's still investing in an energy that contributes to how you might show up in your day. Absolutely. But it's not directly investing in your growth. Let's talk about what we've normalized though, as investing in your inner growth, right? So investing in yourself as a human. So even when we're talking about uni debt, it's still external. We're investing in knowledge, right? We're not investing in expanding ourselves as a human. We're expanding our knowledge to serve the purpose of showing up to a job or being able to be competent in a role or a career. So again, even though indirectly i think definitely like for me going to uni definitely still had a lot to do with me evolving myself 
but I needed to have a lot of awareness first. I needed to have a lot of consciousness expansion first to be able to see that evolution for what it was. I can't, you can't become aware of your growth without doing awareness work first, if that makes sense. So let's talk about, so in the evolution of you, right? Of you as a human being, of you on a soul level, what have we normalized in investing in ourselves that way or on our mindset? Perhaps a book for $25, anything over that, we're like, oh, that's an expensive book, <laughs> right? A subscription to a meditation app, <clears throat> even that. You know, I even found myself catching myself, like the subscription that I like chose this meditation app, which I absolutely love, was actually $50 a month whilst a lot of them you can get for like $100 a year. And I was like, wow, is this a lot of money? And then I realized like how the meditations that and how I was using them, how they impacted my energy, how they helped me show up on a day to day in a more expanded version of myself, in a version of myself that was closer to my higher self. Right. And I thought, wow, how dumb, how dumb that I'm that I'm not seeing the value in spending $50 on something that literally changes my frequency and my vibration in the morning or while I'm doing um, a workout or while I'm, cause that a lot of them were like um, meditations for when you're putting on your makeup or for, they're really great for people that are on the go and are moving like me as a mom. I don't always actually spend a lot of time in like sitting meditations, probably not over half an hour. I just don't have the time I'm in movement. I'm in my day which might surprise people as a coach. Like, no, I don't meditate for an hour every single day. So I really love the meditations where I'm able to cook breakfast and listen to one. So I had a lot of those, just bringing some context into it. So, wow, how dumb. I am here going $50 for literally changing my frequency, which then impacts how my day is going to flow. I see that as too much versus like I would easily drop that on an Uber Eats order for the family more, right? And this is because... We're not conditioned to see these investments in our energy, in our consciousness, in our awareness as normal yet. A gym membership, even then we freak out. Like we see maybe, you know, those $20 a week memberships as normal. Anything over that 50, 70, 60. I hear like women that are really wanting to do Pilates and like, oh my God, I can't afford $59.95 a week. Total freak out. A massage. Perhaps for some people that's normal. Whilst a lot of, like, I go every single month. Um, I just love my massage therapist. She specializes in pregnancy and postpartum and women's remedial. I see it's just my time every single month. I medit- That's probably my longest meditation and sometimes I'll fall asleep. And she's very spiritual as well. But I, t- I speak to some other women about that and they're like, wow, don't you feel guilty? For what? spending a hundred dollars on my energy for my recovery for time to myself why should we why should we feel guilty about that and you could probably see like for me the massage is also spiritual it's time to just be alone like we don't talk for an hour i'm with myself i'm doing a lot of processing during that time for some women it could be put down to the hair and the makeup and the nails and quite normalized in that world as well but really i cannot think of many other investments that are normalized when it comes to raising our consciousness. We 
make pretty low investments versus the external investments, right? Like the cars, the mortgages on working on ourselves. So how much does our society value personal growth? If you think about it, like with all of this conditioning that we have, how much do we value emotional intelligence? How much do we value conscious relationships? How much do we value personal power? And if this was all okay and we were functioning really well, maybe it wouldn't be problematic that we don't value self-development, growth, inner healing, inner work. But then you watch the news. You can't watch the news without hearing that our children are suffering from mental health. People feel disempowered in their finances, blah, blah, blah. The cost of living is going up. People can't afford this, blah, 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 blah. Addiction, kids beating themselves up at schools bullying from both you know kids to adults the warnings around the dangers of social media because our kids are so insecure and because adults are so insecure and the impact social media is having on our body image our self-worth our safety because we give so much power away but then we don't stop to think well what are we valuing in society that's contributing to all of these problems What if we decided to value emotional intelligence, conscious relationships, personal power? You know, I'll give two examples of the kind of women that I have had conversations with. And this is not about shaming and blaming. This is just an observation and just something for us to think about if you resonate or if you can relate to one of these scenarios. But I've had mothers reach out and say, oh my God, I just love what you do. I would love to join one of your programs or can I get some prices on one-on-one? And when they find out the price, they kind of either ghost or I can't really do this right now or I can't prioritize it. So this mother will feel guilty about joining a healing program because she feels like she needs to prioritize her family or she feels guilty. You know, I'll have to ask my husband about this or blah, 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 blah. Although she then continues to project her fears and insecurities on her kids subconsciously, okay? Subconsciously continuing patterns of generational trauma that she might not realize that she still is yet to heal. She's run down and tired because she's living out of alignment with her values, out of alignment with her hormones, out of alignment with her feminine energy, not looking after her health. Her nervous system is dysregulated. And this means she is snapping at her kids and resentful towards her partner. But this is all normal, right? This is all normalized. These are normal things about being a mum. It's all right for you to be snappy. It's all right for you to not to be. And it is all right. There's nothing wrong with you owning where you're at. But can you see how... We're valuing, quote unquote, prioritizing the family or prioritizing something else because we have not normalized prioritizing our emotional intelligence, our conscious relationships and our growth. So she continues to live in scarcity, yet still buying all the things for her kids and family from Target (laughs) that she believes are more valuable and that she feels less guilty about again. This isn't to shame or blame her. This is how we are conditioned to value certain things and not value other things. We're not conditioned to value, but we are, we're definitely transitioning. There are de- there's definitely more. I can see more and more awareness. Like when I started doing this work, even with my mum, 
she always saw the value in self-development and she's a leader in in her space um she's a manager she manages a whole burns unit in our one of our main public hospitals she leads people she's incredible she's amazing but recently she's been reading books about generational trauma and really understanding her trauma around her childhood whilst before when I was talking about all these things it was still very triggering and even the example that I just gave you before you might have felt triggered by it it might be you it might be someone you know and that is perfectly okay I want you to know that it's okay to feel triggered. I still feel triggered all of the time, but I want you to see your triggers as a gift, as a potential for you to wake up to something that's living within yourself or a shadow within yourself that you're not wanting to see. Something that is uncomfortable and it's uncomfortable because the universe wants you to look at it, wants you to heal it, wants you to go deeper into it. And the only thing that's blocking you from doing that is your ego, not wanting to fuck with your identity of what you believe to be true or not but I want us to begin to question why do we not value breaking generational trauma patterns why do we not value as a society healing our limiting beliefs releasing our trauma releasing our energetic blocks looking at our mother and father wounds building better relationships I used to think for a very long time this is going on a bit of a tangent that, you know, a business coach was more superior to a life coach. And now I've brought so much more of my life coaching modalities and processes into my business coaching because I'm realizing that the only reason was because, again, conditioning to believe that making money, aka in a business, is more valued than making yourself someone that you are proud to be connecting with yourself we value external growth over internal growth and although i truly believe that you can achieve external growth without internal growth like there are plenty of people who are making millions of dollars who are living incredibly successful lives that probably have never done trauma healing more and more people that i listen to definitely have like i'll listen to the podcasts of like the millionaires and billionaires of today. And they've definitely done some level of healing and they have incredible awareness, incredible awareness, incredible emotional intelligence. But maybe they've never done shadow work or trauma healing specifically. I don't know. It's possible. But I do question whether that without the internal growth can one, be sustainable and two, actually leave you completely fully fulfilled. Can it leave you completely and fully fulfilled? And that's why we talk about like, you know, money doesn't buy you happiness. No, it doesn't because it's separate. It's a separate entity. It's a separate energy. But you certainly can have it when you have that inner fulfillment and it expands you more. It's an expander. If you're miserable, the money will just bring you more misery. If you're a fulfilled person with emotional intelligence, with awareness, with consciousness, and you have potent, beautiful relationships that go deep, then the money is going to be an expander of that. You're going to experience life through yourself in that way. It's going to be your your money is going to be a physical way that you can express yourself in the 3D world and all that you feel on the inside truly. Anyways, gone on a tangent there, but let's come back to like another scenario. Maybe not a mother, maybe just a gal, your everyday gal working a minimum wage job with a boyfriend. She likes her boyfriend, but she hates her minimum wage job. 
She can't afford coaching because of her minimum wage job, even though she really wants to. However, she's spending money on making sure her external appearance doesn't match how unhappy she is on the inside. We're going to wear all the masks. We're going to have a beautiful Instagram. Because if we can just paint this picture of joy externally, then maybe somehow internally things will change. But they never do. Or maybe she's just settled for average. But she feels unsettled in settling for average because she desires more. You know that when you settle for mediocre, but you just feel so unsettled with what you've settled with. So you haven't really settled. You're kind of just coasting through life, but you're constantly just feeling that unease. Like that unease is that you desire more, but you're scared because you've been conditioned to be grateful for what you've got. To, be, to, be, to, to settle for that safe minimum wage job. And you lie to yourself every day, or she would lie to herself every day, while she continues to impress people on Instagram in cute clothes and brunch dates that she probably can't afford. What is she valuing? If this is you, what are you valuing? In both scenarios, would an investment, wouldn't an investment that had a return of real wealth internal and external wealth, self-trust to build a life you actually love, a healthy body and mind, loving and conscious relationships, a spiritual connection, a connection with your intuition, a deep knowing of self that created unwavering trust and confidence in yourself. Wouldn't this be a greater return on investment? And yet we value the other more, right? So here are some questions that I want you to ponder on. How much do you value yourself versus valuing the opinions of others versus valuing external things or accumulating external things that you think will help increase your value? How much do you actually value you, the human, the soul that was put on this earth to experience a unique and extremely short life? How much do you value your purpose? How much do you trust that you have a purpose? How much do you trust that your life is of value? Or are you giving your power away and valuing everything in the outside world? And you think by accumulating more of it somehow or investing externally is going to make you a more valuable human because you forget how valuable you actually are. How much do you trust yourself? Because if you value yourself, let's just say the first, the answer to the first question was like, yeah, I fucking value myself. Amen. I know my, I know I'm purposeful. I know my life's short. I know I'm here for a reason, blah, 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 blah. Then my next question will be, well, how much do you trust yourself? Because if you value yourself, the only other reason as to why you're still afraid of investing in yourself is because you don't believe that you will integrate the lessons. If you feel pulled to work with a leader, a coach, a practitioner, a personal trainer, you trust that they know what they're doing, but you don't trust that you will be able to get the results for yourself. You're separating yourself from other people that have got the results. You've seen the testimonials. You trust that coach, but you're separate from them somehow because you don't trust yourself that you can get the results. You're not as special. Or you just are not capable of doing the work. Just something to self-inquire about. And if you're a coach yourself listening to this, this is so powerful for this to land for you. 
Because if you are looking for a coach, then understand that if you are looking to feel expanded, then that coach will require a lot of their energy to facilitate that growth for you. That energy exchange is going to feel like a stretch for you. It needs to feel like a stretch for you. And for the coach to be fully invested in the container with you as well. I would be worried about a coaching package that was cheap or affordable because I would see that as the at that I would see that as the coach not valuing themselves or their energy. And then I would think, well, how could they possibly lead you into your power if they don't even trust theirs enough? If they're not in their power, if they don't see the value in their energy. Like how valuable can a healing session be, honestly, if it was cheap and affordable? So reflect, where do you not follow through on things? Where do you tell yourself that you will, but you don't? Because every single time that you do that, you're creating a neurological pathway in your brain that teaches you that you can't trust yourself. And it could be in the smallest things. You could say to yourself, I'm going to wake up at 5.30 in the morning to do this and that. And you don't. It could be, I'm going to eat a healthy meal today. And then you don't. I'm going to, you know, work in alignment with my uh, blocked out schedule today and you don't. I'm going to stop scrolling Instagram today and you don't. (laughs) All these little things create patterns in your brain that literally teach you and become a subconscious automated pattern that you can't trust yourself. Can you value yourself more that your growth Can you see that your growth is literally the only thing that you can count on more than anything else in this world that will expand your life? Can you trust yourself more? Can you start being a woman of your own word in your life today? These are the two areas that will help you stop procrastinating over that container you have been frothing over and just bloody fucking go for it. One thing that I've never lacked is my ability to back myself. Have I always seen the, so if I trust the, the only thing that I know now, if I'm second guessing anything is I just don't trust the coach or I don't feel safe in the coach. If I'm ever procrastinating on a container, I don't feel completely safe in their container because I can 100% say that I can value myself and know the value in investing myself. And I absolutely trust that I can integrate and implement all of the lessons and things that I will learn in a container. But for most women, so for me, it's easy to invest. It's easy for me to invest 100,000 because I know the return on that investment will be 300, 400,000. It doesn't, it, 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 and I don't, I don't do it that way. It's not transactional like that. It's just a knowing that I have, whether it's within a year, two years or 10, I know that the return on investment is going to be greater than any other return on investment that I can count on in my external world. So I hope that was provoking. I hope that was moving. And if you have been speaking of frothing, frothing over the Healed Girl Summer Reset, and this is a program that you've been procrastinating over, this is your sign to join. Because if you still don't know what I'm talking about, (laughs) this program is designed to give you the ultimate physical, emotional, spiritual, and financial summer glow up from the inside out. The essence is healing, expanding your capacity to hold more abundance, to feel safe in receiving your manifestations is a whole lot on self-trust, knowing yourself on a soul level, feminine embodiment, of course, and stepping into your magnetic as fuck essence. Just think of this as 
you stepping into the confidence of your fave Instagram eat girl. No more, no more craving or feeling jealous of her. You will embody that hot girl summer energy, but from the inside out. That's why we've called it Hill Girl Summer. This program is really about getting out of your own way and finally making moves towards a dreamier future. A perfect way to enter in 2023. It's designed to kind of end just before Christmas. So your new vibes, your new self, your new elevated self is going to enter in 2023, a completely different being. So who it's for, it's for the coach who wants to feel more grounded, embodied and create that safety for their clients and their presence on social media. This is one thing that I've just mentioned before, like in this podcast, I'm a coach and I'm seeing a much bigger return on my investment, investing in containers where I'm more embodied in my work and I'm growing on myself and I'm expanding my inner consciousness and my awareness versus strategy. It's just something food for thought. So if you've been investing in all the courses on how to, you know, get followers or sell a course, this might be something that is going to land differently for you. For the woman who simply desires more from life but doesn't subscribe to hustle culture or burnout mentality. And for the mother who feels disconnected from herself, is always there for everyone else but carries a lot of guilt and shame around showing up for herself and then feels that resentment and anger because she feels unfulfilled and lost in her own identity. So if this is you, if this feels really juicy and good for you, the link is in the show notes. I would love, love, love if you flicked over any questions or about this podcast, about Healed Girl Summer and any feedback as well. And I always say, you know that this podcast is like my free content. This is my heart and soul goes into this. There's a lot of work that goes into that. In fact, there is a lot of like actual investment that goes into this podcast. I have a beautiful VA, hi Chelsea, who, um, who uh, edits the podcast for me as well. So if you guys can help in any way, it's always by sharing the podcast that you do listen to on your socials, on your stories. It means so much to me when you tag me and share. But I will leave it there. would love to hear from you. Love to hear any takeaways. Love to hear how this episode landed for you. And I will catch you guys in the next episode. Bye. Fred, before you go, I need to say thank you so much for tuning in today. I know that if you listen to my podcast, that you are my human. And I love to connect with my soul sisters, business besties, align business babes on social. So send me a DM with any mindset, business or wellness questions because my inbox is so open to you. I also read each of your reviews personally and love to personally thank you. So please screenshot them and DM me or email them to hello at hersoulfulsuccess.com. I will personally thank you and send you a copy of my 30 days of journal prompts. Also, if you haven't already, follow my podcast Insta. The link is in my bio so you can stay up to date with all the potty goffs and tag your girlfriends because you know that friends that listen to podcasts together stay together. Or is that not a thing? I don't know. But every time you share this podcast with someone, you are really helping me help more women live a soulfully successful life. And I appreciate you for that. Love, love, love you. And I'll catch you in the next episode. beginning
I just didn't know 